0: Hello principals and welcome to the NAESP Principal Podcast. My name is Rachel George and I'm an educational leader in Oregon and an NAESP fellow.
1: And my name is Adam Welcome. I'm an educator in California and lucky enough to be a fellow also with NAESP and my friend Rachel in the Innovation Center.
2: Woo-hoo. So
0: hey, we're really excited to bring you all this episode of the NAESP Principal Podcast. Say that 10 times fast. <laughs> uh, so we can talk about real ideas with amazing principals two of which today you've met before, and we're here for part two in order to help support you and also make your leadership stronger and more innovative.
1: Yeah, so our two special guests today are Chris and Sarah, back again, round two, Chris Weyland, elementary principal, yeah, at Madras Elementary School, and Sarah Hurdle, if you're in kindergarten, (laughs) you might call her Turtle, instructional (laughs) specialist and dean of students, uh, up in Oregon, welcome back, both of you. Thank you.
3: Thank you so much for giving us a chance to come back, Adam and Rachel.
1: Yeah, 100%. We always love going deeper with things. So uh, last time we talked about morning meetings and how it's going with schools and classes and just some different things, and we just wanted to go we wanted to go deeper. So uh, looking at staff professional development, um, I, you know I don't want people to shudder. They go like, "Oh my god, professional development right now with everything that we have going on." Uh, but Chris, what are maybe some sustainable ways, or some small, some small movements, um, you know, with morning meeting, you know, modeling, uh, just some different things that that y'all have been doing, or maybe maybe it's changed because we recorded the last episode. Two or three months ago and hey schools are in a different place it's called omicron and there's schools <laughs> i was talking to a friend today in missouri and he's like we haven't been in school all week so yeah i mean update us any ideas kind of some small little touch points with pd or modeling uh, chris why don't you take it off and then uh, sarah go from there
3: yeah for sure um hey so so we still are in person which we're super thankful about and and making sure that students and staff are safe Um, And so in our building, the way that looks is just like we've asked our teachers to step up and uh, provide this support for their students on a daily basis um, as they come up with questions about either um, getting feedback during their morning meeting, having the opportunity to have Sarah either model or teach a morning meeting or co-teach it with them, um, or even having someone just cover their morning meeting so that way they could watch someone else's morning meeting because all of those in our building on our campus take place at the same time. And so, Sarah, is really, really important to making that work. Um, and we use different people in order to cover during that time so that the um, staff have the opportunity to see one another.
1: Yeah, I mean, and at this point, too, I mean, right now, is it not even modeling? It's just like, I'm going to do it for you right now. You can know, right? I mean, because, you know, hey, teachers, like, I'm going to do it for you. And you're going to be there, and maybe you're going to digest not as much as you would like, but, but you're still going to be there. Um, and they're like, hey, thanks for helping me out. I mean, is any of that happening where it's not just watch, learn, we're going to pre-brief, debrief, they're like, I can't handle that cycle right now. I mean, is is any of that happening? Just just the reality of, you know, of what education's kind of in right now. Sarah, any, any of that modeling?
2: Um, well, last week I had the opportunity, um, we had our monthly assembly and our Uh, character trait was perseverance and I had the opportunity to go into a second grade classroom and run a morning meeting on the topic of perseverance and um, for this particular teacher she um, she's doing great and does morning meeting every day but I just saw the opportunity to go in and run one for her and let her have a few extra minutes to work with some other kids and also just listen. So we do that once in a while. It's usually um, me going in and saying, hey, why don't you let me run your meeting this morning?
0: Awesome. I think that modeling is always really helpful and seeing it in action. So I'm curious from like a supervision standpoint, um, you always have folks at either end of the road, right? (laughs) Yellow line, white line, they're all over, right? But you want them all going in the same direction, right? To Mount Hood or to wherever that might be your destination. So how do you determine the, like the loose, the tight, how much are you going to let people kind of put their own spin and variation on it? Because I think that that's a really important piece to talk about as a staff and also identify as a leader for any initiative. So what are, what are your thoughts and what have you come up with in regards to morning meetings?
3: Yeah, I think the first part that's tight is that it happens. It's 30 minutes and that no student is removed from morning meeting um, and that every single student, whoever they are um, in our school has the opportunity to participate in their morning meeting. I also think it's really important that um when we talk about the different pieces of morning meeting whether that's the greeting sharing group activity morning message usually those four things all come out in some way during a morning meeting but the order of that is really up to the teacher and we all know that when you're working with students sometimes it's important to get to uh to a sharing activity if you can sense that kids are are stressed or there's some tension in the- on the campus, or maybe the schedule is going to be a little bit wonky because we have a screener coming up. And so you want to be able to walk through your daily schedule with a morning message. And so the important part, the tight part is it happens. It's 30 minutes and every kid is present. The order and what that looks like for a teacher is really um, a lot more flexible and adaptable. Um, And I think that one of the pieces that I'm learning from Sarah and learning from the colleagues on our campus is it truly it's become a place where they can kind of try instructional strategies that are more collaborative in nature. And it's a way for them to try in a really low stakes, um, low stakes, low pressure place so that they can try that later when they're working on it in the LA or math um, or during some reading time, so.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I have three questions. It's three questions in one. Have you, have you or could you? That's kind of like the, the pre to these questions. Have you or could you done like a whole school meeting um, and maybe not as an assembly, Uh, right now with getting too many people together but like over the intercom or you over zoom have you or could you modeled for parents to do like family meetings because I'm thinking about that I mean like there's a lot happening in families how much of it translates over or skills can you teach parents I know as a former principal I was always trying to put ideas home to help help that home to school relationship Um, and then the third question have you could you done modeling via video Uh, like Sarah have you have you videoed yourself you know in your office um, how to talk how to react little sentence stems you know for teachers as a way for professional development but also also for parents because we know being a parent and then being a teacher and being able to talk to kids is just different than teachers so three questions kind of a lot Sarah take a stab
2: um, well, I think we hit last time, one of, the, one of the pieces that we did add in when we were doing CDL last year or online learning was our staff still did do morning meetings. So the parents were able to see some of they and our, our teachers did still do all four pieces, even though it was over the computer. So our, the parents did get to see that. Um, I think absolutely that you could do a whole school family night. I mean, right now it is hard to bring families into schools. And so that would be one way to get that community involvement, family involvement. So I think absolutely you could do that. Um, I have not recorded myself. Most of my modeling has been going into classrooms. Um, When I was a classroom teacher, I recorded my class doing a morning meeting and me leading the morning meeting with my class. And we showed that as part of our professional development.
3: Man, I love the question uh, about having like a whole school, like morning meeting, you know, Um, we were doing virtual, you know, we've been doing virtual assemblies and it's really tough for kindergartners and first graders. And so, you know, as I think about that, I think about doing a morning meeting, especially with like third, fourth and fifth graders, where you kind of have like a main facilitator and then you have their teacher in their classroom, you know, maybe working on those strategies as well. But I think that would be a super powerful um, next step.
1: Um, yeah, market. or by grade level or by, department. Or by grade level. Or I, I know when I was a teacher, I loved doing buddies. I taught third, fourth and fifth and I had a, had a kindergarten buddy class that might be a good way too. just kind of thinking out loud like, hey, we're going to do morning meetings with your buddy class as a way to like build that peer mentoring relationship and then maybe if the younger buddy had a problem, they could get the older buddy because they're trained in the same thing. Uh, Sarah, I'm giving you some really great work to do that you could implement at the school. No, I mean, just different ways that, that might help, um, you know, kind of continue the initiative and continue the work, which I know is hard to do year after year.
2: Yeah, no, I'm taking some notes. Thank you. Uh-
0: <laughs> <laughs> so something I would love to add is that this isn't just for elementary schools. You know, as a middle school principal, this was something that we had. We were actually able to do that at the grade level and then school-wide. So I think the more relationships and connections you can make is fantastic. I think love the buddy idea. That's applicable throughout. But I think as many opportunities to build those close-knit connections, it's gonna be a game changer and a winner for you. So thinking to like the grade level, when we had grade level issues that came up in sixth, seventh, or eighth grade, we would pull the entire group together. But Lord knows we better not just pull them together when there's an issue. We better make sure that we have that consistent relationship connection already fostered. And then I can just like... Black and white, remember this so, so well. We had like um, bomb threat after bomb threat after bomb threat at the middle school that I was at during the first couple months, like insane, right? Like you don't make this up. It's enough for a book and I probably should put it in an upcoming book, Uh, but it was completely solved through a school-wide meeting. Like let's have a conversation about this. What's the challenge going on? what's the consequence, how are we going to fix this as a community, what's the impact it has on our community, how are we going to move forward, um, it was really, really powerful, it actually stopped after that meeting, I might have threatened them a little bit within the parameters that were definitely okay with as a school leader, but um, it, it was really, really helpful, so if you're a middle school principal and you're listening to this, don't discount this information, it can work for middle school kids, it's highly effective. So I'm thinking about next steps for morning meetings and the work that you're doing at Madras, which is fantastic. What are those next steps that you're looking towards? What are your top two?
3: Yeah, this is good. So I'm going to definitely piggyback off of what, what Adam just said, as far as being able to have those, um, those school-wide meetings or those grade-level meetings. And And I think it's, you know, even before we go to next steps, I think it's also important to know that whether we change curriculums, or there's a new leader, or we lose a couple of teachers, like, I think at this point, we've developed critical mass, to the point where morning meeting is just kind of part of who we are. And when we talk about believing in the academic and social potential of every one of our students, like this fits out the mission and vision of the school, and it's not necessarily contingent upon a program or a person. And so it'd be my hope that this would be um, a support that would continue to be in place for a kid. So I know that's not answering your question right away, Rachel, but I just when we think about, like, will this initiative live on, I would hope that at this point, we've given it enough to, to have legs. And then I think about grade level meetings or school wide meetings as a, as a way to continue the momentum behind this. Um, yeah. Um, Sarah, I'm going to toss it to you, you know, if she asked for two. So if you have a good one, because <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to steal Adams, but I'm also trying to think of um, maybe another way at three, four, five of embedding AVID, but think about how to say that well. So
2: yeah, well, I was going to add also that Rachel, I absolutely, um, because if you have that morning meeting every morning, like you're talking about, and you have that classroom community, we do encourage our teachers that if there's an issue at recess or whatever, that is something that we encourage our teachers to have. Uh, you can have a, a meeting anytime throughout your day. And that way, then the problem solved and you're not worrying about it the next morning for morning meeting. Um, And then a next step for some schools, one of the things that we're doing is we also um, hold our students and our staff accountable with our morning meeting by doing a daily check every morning. So our support staff goes room to room every day after morning meeting and the students know um, that that we're coming. (laughs) And outside of every classroom, there's a class roster. And then there's three categories where we're checking. And one of them is morning meeting participation, listening to announcements. And then the third is uh, for our intermediate, it's that they did their planner with their class. And for primary, it's that they brought home their take home folder. And so every day we're going in, and then there's also a box that they can check for a positive check-in by one of our support staff. So that is a really um, powerful next step, getting um, teachers bought in and students bought in to participate because they know that check is coming. And something that I am hoping and working with our counselor for a next step for our school and for all schools is that our counselor does come in and and teach uh, one lesson a month during morning meeting for each classroom. But my next step for our school would be that that after she teaches that lesson, she's providing follow-up lessons to our teachers. So they're not having to come up with them, but there's follow-up SEL lessons that they can do Um, daily or weekly that is going along with the theme of her monthly lesson that would encourage some of those really strong SEL skills.
1: Yeah, I love that. You know, just to connect all the dots, if you haven't listened to episode 20, go back and listen to episode 20. You know, Chris and Sarah really kind of kick this off and paint a picture. And I feel that episode and this episode, when it drops, listening to them both Maybe mind mapping and really writing notes as you go is gonna is gonna really, really help. Uh, I want to finish some want to finish this podcast off. Nothing to do with morning meeting. Chris, there's a lot happening right now in, in schools and education. There's a lot of a lot of amazing things and there's a lot of things that maybe aren't so amazing. And I think a lot of educators, I know, a lot of educators you know, are struggling. what um, what would you like to say, Chris, to uh, all the educators right now that are getting up every day that are, that are showing up every day um, coming to school when there is so much going on and maybe the community isn't happy about a policy or a this or a mask or, or whatever that, that, they that, that they can't even control. Um, Chris, what, what would you like to say to all those, all those educators out there?
3: I had a teacher um, last week who was really questioning just everything. Um, And what I left her with was um, your your work matters an awful lot. And that when you get to walk into that classroom with the 25 students or so, however many that is, that it matters an awful lot to those kids right there. I would also say that even through all of this, at some point, something that we get to say as educators or something that we do as educators will be part of a story that they tell in the future about school. And so how we act right now and what we do for our kids is gonna be part of their story moving forward. And I think that, especially at the elementary level, when we talk about how deep those relationships are between a teacher and a student, that even during such a time as this, that we have a really amazing opportunity to do work that really matters every day. That's really hard, and that we have the opportunity um, to create stories and, and memories with our kids that will live on long past our time in the classroom.
1: Yeah, there's there's so much noise. I think I think it could be hard to remember that of course. the work that you're doing is is so meaningful. Sarah, any any final words for for teachers out there that you'd like to you'd like to put out there?
2: I agree completely with what Chris said and I would just add that um, to just kind of find your purpose and remember your purpose of why you originally became an educator and um, just work on connections with kids and if you're connecting with kids then you'll find that purpose and you'll go home feeling like you were successful. Awesome. And if I,
3: yeah. And if I can say just one more thing, sorry. I mean, yeah, that, we, we talk about the memories with our kids, the the things that we're doing with them that matters. The other part is an education that we are a really big team, right? And the school, the campus that you're on, um, that it, it might be a time to be even more honest and vulnerable with your teammates, um, with other people on campus about what you need or about what you do, what you don't need. Um, in order to make sure that we actually are providing the support that actually helps you. And I think that it's okay to lean on team right now and know that for that work to really continue to make a deep impact on students, that depending on our grade level teams or at the middle school level, depending on our department teams, um, that that's going to continue to be something that is critical long past this pandemic, but without team and education, it's really hard to work in isolation and meet all the needs that we have walking onto our into our school doors and onto our campuses
0: agreed like if you were working in a silo before there's even more of a case to break that down than than we had prior to the pandemic so hey chris before we close up did you put in a rfp uh for the national conference
3: I didn't put in an RFP for the ah. national conference, but I did for the, for the state conference um, for COSA and, and Bend.
0: Perfect. Okay, good. And do you have an NAESP article coming out too? I think I heard rumblings with.
3: Yes, Sarah and I were lucky enough to share about the amazing work of our students and staff at Madras Elementary. Um, and I think it ended up being about 1100 words, but we were really thankful for the opportunity to kind of put it into written form. And we are able to provide a little bit more detail on support and accountability, um, and how this kind of also ties into our school-wide system as far as providing regulation breaks, um, having a sensory room for our students, uh, just as we continue to create a culture around um, social-emotional learning at Madras Elementary.
0: Love it. I always, I'm always really excited to see awesome Oregon educators highlight the amazing work they do. So friends. Thank you for joining us, Chris and Sarah. Thank you listeners for joining us again for this episode of the NAESP Principal Podcast. Hey, learn more about NAESP at NAESP.org, but also follow them on Twitter. Follow Chris, Adam, I on Twitter if you are not already doing so. And we look forward to seeing you next time. Have a great day, friends.